This week on Media Delta, The Road to El Dorado. Is this a fun buddy romp film with extremely horny energy? Or an overproduced animated movie that uses vague backdrops of actual cultures in a slightly problematic way? Both. Both is good. Hello and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Um, we have a fun one this week. Um, during the massive or that large uh, stream, I did that marathon stream I did where we had the wheel of various Media Delta things. We covered a very interesting looking adventure game uh, based on a particular movie on uh, that movie. Uh, the movie that it was based on was one The Road to El Dorado. Uh, which was a 2000s uh, DreamWorks production, uh, animated production that um, actually apparently did not do well, uh, which is kind of a shame, but it's it had a cast that was pretty good for the time, I, I guess. Like it, it had like Kenneth Branagh and Kevin Klein, Rosie Perez, Edward James almost. Um, so it had some pretty decent actors behind it, but apparently it just didn't do that particularly well. Um, but it's kind of a cult classic because uh, it is a very high production value movie um, that is kind of well-received. Uh, and to kind of talk about this, I was not the only one who watched this, so please introduce yourself in alphabetical order. Hi, I'm X, and I'm here for white saviorism. I'm, of course, Deathmaster780. I'm Risen. Um, I have opinions about Jeffrey Katzenberg, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm Torpid Typist, and thick thighs save lives. Yes. That was worth waiting for. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, it's great. I love Google, and when I type in the road to El Dorado, it gives me everything but the Wikipedia article that I was looking for. Um, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess to kind of go through this, uh, got a more abbreviated version of the questions this week, but uh, I th think we can kind of go in depth to some of these. So we'll still have plenty to talk about. So Axe, uh, what was your general impression? Is there any particular elements you would like to bring up? Well, uh, to, uh, to uh, basically, uh, Give Torpid that uh, information you wanted so bad. I like this movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it twice, um, and it's it's bizarre. It's it's a conflicting film for me because I liked it a lot, but it's it. You know what? You know what I actually thought of uh, while watching it and thinking about the plot is Far Cry Three. It it has I, yeah. Go on. Well, both of them are about white saviorism in yeah, particular. These main characters are actually decent. Yeah, no, Not like, decent mm -hmm. people, but decent I, characters. Yeah, no, like the characters in Far Cry Three are terrible, but I mean, like the characters of the movie are are exciting. They're fun. The this movie is just really beautiful to look at. Just also, the musical it, numbers are actually really fucking good. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's I guess where we're gonna have to disagree. I. How dare you. Thought all the songs fell flat. I was, I didn't like any of the songs to be honest. I loved the animation. I loved the the facial animations on the characters are just brimming with personality and expressions. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous film. And 
I, uh, I will say, like, in the nicest way possible, it was incredibly over-animated. Yes. It was. It yeah. was. Like, uh, a particular... $95 million worth of over-animated. Because I was going to make my particular element the songs, uh, but I got that out of the way. So what the particular element I want to bring up is a very brief moment, and it's when Chell is basically going super horny on Tulio, and Tulio is reciprocating. And he says to her, he wants her to come with him and Miguel. And look, and the particular moment is the look on Chell's face. The the expression, the the way they animated that specific moment was just had more. It was just phenomenal. It was. I think that's one of the most standout moments. And it's just how very subtly her expression changes, but it's just so impactful. Look, let me tell you about this quintessential, quintessential, quintessential. bisexual thruple. Mm-hmm. Yes. Quintessential. <laughs> quintessential bisexual thruple. <laughs> Where quintessential, quintessential is a very good way of describing this movie. <laughs> it's a quintessential she film. his penis. Yes. Yeah. Also, to go on to something that uh, actually you mentioned, there is something that... Um, there, especially about expressions that I noticed that this movie does really well yeah. uh, is mouths. Like, especially Chell's mouth during that segment. Chell <laughs> is lovingly animated. Yes. Yes, she lovingly is. Lovingly animated. But just the, the, the dialogue is great. The entire intro sequence between Miguel and Tulio when they're, you know, going back and forth to try to get away from the crowd. It's just... There's so many great moments, and then there's also some unfortunate stuff. So it's 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 a really great film that also has to contend with some really piss poor views of things. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I've got. All right, uh, Def. Well, after that fine review, I thought it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, like it's. If I didn't know it was DreamWorks, which is kind of obvious from the humor, but I would have just mistaken it for like a Disney film. Just fitting because this came out the same year as The Emperor's New Groove. Yep. It's mostly the same mm-hmm. animation style and setting. $95 million budget. Mm-hmm. And it only made back $76 million. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I don't think it's a bad movie, but just nothing really stuck with me. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Risen. Um, I mean, from like a technical aspect, I think the movie is very well done. Um, one thing that was childishly pointed out, but is actually a good point, is that like Cortez's head looks like a penis. And <laughs> very distinct silhouette. <laughs> like <laughs> It's kind of like the TF2 where, like, oh, you need the silhouette of each character to look good and, like, easily teleportable. And, like, everyone has, like, a different body shape, a different facial shape, you know, like. And that helps, again, with, like, the animation that we talked about is it lets people, like, it lets each person have a very distinct person. The way that, like, Tulio looks surprised is different from the way that Miguel looks surprised, for example. Yes. 
But yeah, Cortez is a dick. So yes. Uh, <laughs> it, it, any any other thing you like? What, how you like the movie in general? Um, I mean, I loved it as a kid. Um, I thought the armadillo was cool. Um, I think the armadillo is. I think it's bold to have two animal sidekicks. There's uh, Altivo the horse and the armadillo. So armadillo was more of a plot device than like. Yeah, sidekick, he appeared all over the place. Much, actually, yeah. yeah, but he didn't really do much. It's just like he would show up in the backgrounds, and he was part of the oh. the game. Well, like, the, horse was, the horse was. I mean, he's there. following them through the jungle for the Trails We Blaze song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the horse didn't do a whole whole lot either the horse was mostly just the horse there, to... there for character yeah. yes the ca- the horse is basically the straight man of the film giggity pretty much <laughs> um and i mean like now as an adult i can understand the issues of the white savior kind of plot um the greater context of dreamworks and their well just like a lot of the childish humor and like the sex stuff and everything is very much just Katzenberg being like, this is something Disney would never do, so I'm going to put it in the film. Um, so. And to be fair, fuck Disney. Yeah. I mean, Dis- Katzenberg Disney would hide insane, so it would be good if they both went away. Disney would hide it in, like, the background. The clouds. The clouds, or the, the grass, or a pillar. Or the justice, or, like, the Pope. Just, you know, doing the wedding, yeah. 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 Or the VHS box cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pillar. Yep. Um, it, yeah. Because I was going to say, I was just trying to go through my head of, like, because, yeah, the other movie that came out, like we mentioned, The Emperor's New Groove, um, kind of a similar in, like, similar in some distinct ways, but, yeah, that that would definitely not fly in that movie. Mm-mm. The no, most they... you get is the scene where um, Yzma lifts up her skirt to reveal a dagger and Cusco uh, and Pacha both look on in disgust because they think she's trying to like flash them or trying to seduce us. Yeah. Yes. Whereas in this, she definitely touched that man's dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was an interesting movie to come out when I turned 13. refer back to my previous statement on why i'm here um yes uh i forgot what i was gonna say um so yeah did you have any other thoughts no i think we'll get to some of the other stuff as we continue on with the questions so i guess torpo yep torpo i really enjoy this movie i I still enjoy this movie to this day. Like, yes, there are definitely some problematic elements, but I still think it's a really enjoyable movie. Like, just a lot of fun. In spite of that. But, yeah. Uh... Also, God, it's fucking horny as hell. I guess. <laughs> that's So, like, that's not a complaint on my part. It doesn't bug me in the slightest, really. But it's still amusing. There not... is a very sexual energy in the a movie. A palpable thirst. It's not it's not gross about it though is is the thing. It's not immature or gross about it. It treats it just kind of like a a thing that is there. It's a natural normal part of you yeah, know wait for Shrek next year for that. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Uh, so also the the thing I keep joking about about he touched that she touched his penis uh, is because at one point uh, Tulio and Chell were starting to get pretty hot and heavy. Uh, and then a guard walks in to inform them about Miguel fucking around in town. Uh, and from the way they pop up and from where they pop up, it's very obvious where and what Shell is doing. Extremely <laughs> obvious. Yeah. It's really good. Also, once again, they just end up, all of them end up together. Powerful bisexual thruple. And their horse. Mm-hmm. And their horse. The horse is yes. good people. Yes. Trusted friend and confidant does, does not know what a pry bar is, but can get the job done. Yeah. 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 It's a horse that can help the rogue. Look, yes. the, the horse knew what's up. The horse didn't need the pry bar. It gave the fucking keys. Yeah. yeah. It's, it skipped it skipped the step. I mean, the pry bar would have been loud and taken forever. Keys. So so if 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 Miguel is the bard and Tulio is a rogue, is, is Altivo the druid? <laughs> hmm. An Equimaxer just trapped as a horse, my god. <laughs> yes. Um is there uh, any other thing you want to mention? Oh god, I have so much I want to mention. Uh so some of the stuff I, I will I'll save for the next question because there's including some of the musical stuff, because uh, there's actually a very big name involved with the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which, which we can get with something that, with yeah we could probably start with that actually i mean i'll just go ahead and say um i really enjoy this movie like i finish. well i think it's gonna well is there anything other because i think the, the yeah i think the music will go in with the next question so is there anything I was else mention the characters oh I... yeah go ahead because that's we, that's not actually a question this time. I'm informing everyone, fucking peeling back the curtain. For once, Lolo's not having us talk about the characters because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> we usually uh, talk about them in this segment anyway. Yeah, well, also because the second and third ones are nothing to do with those. Yep. So, oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Finish your thought, Torpid! Fuck you! Eat my ass! <laughs> Fuck off! Uh, so... What I was going to say is, because nobody's actually really clarified here, uh, there are essentially four main characters involved here, uh, one of which who only gets introduced about a quarter of the way into the film, which is Shell. Well, excuse me, Shell. Um, but yeah, so you've got Miguel and Tulio, who are a group, a couple of shysters, uh, who, when trying to get away from, let's say, just basically Spanish cops, uh, end up getting stuck on a boat, caught, and then thrown into the brig, then dragged up, then they get themselves out and get away on a boat, fuck that up, also bring the horse, who is the third character. Because the horse is really a character, let's let's be real here. The horse actually does a lot, and is there for a lot, and it brings, brings a weird amount of character to the film. I wasn't the horse... when I said he's the straight man. Yeah. The horse is essentially the... the uh, he was Cortez's horse uh, up until, you know, he fucked off. Uh, and a band, all for the sake of an apple. All he wanted was that apple. But, uh, yeah, so, yada yada, they follow the map, they stole off of someone. Uh, with they won a dice dice. game. They won it with loaded dice. Well, no, yeah. they won the map fairly. Them. No, they won 
a bunch with loaded dice, and then the final bet was one with normal dice. Right, yep. yeah. The map and itself, they... they won fairly, but the rest of the, the gains they got were done unfairly. Yes. Uh, also, they they like the first thing you see of the two characters is a wanted poster. So yes. they, they have definitely been doing this for a while. Uh, yeah. Also, I do want to point out that, yeah, the Cortez being in this movie is one, some people come across later. Uh, two, this it's it's interesting their portrayal of him in this movie uh because he it's it's jim cummings who is doing the voice of uh cortez in this movie uh and they basically have him be sadam robotnik like the most evil thing that you possibly can get like they have him essentially doing the evil robotnik voice Mm -hmm. i mean they're not far off really i mean yeah Cortez sucks. I mean, Cortez <laughs> really suck, but yeah. still. Uh, also, if you're mentioning that, to, so all of the things that happen in, early in the film really showcase who Julio and Miguel are really fucking well. So, like, first off, there's obviously them scamming people with the dice. Uh, and then when they get caught by the cops, they start a play fight uh, to get away by distracting everyone. They basically start blaming each other. And draw swords on each other to, you know, climb up to the roof. This animated Monkey Island fight. It was yeah. straight up a fucking Monkey Island fight. Like, fucking insults, retorts, and everything. You fight like my sister. That's a compliment. I fought your sister. <laughs> like, that That specific exchange, I thought, was just really, really good. It's just, I don't want to say the word brilliant, but it's, it was just fantastic. Uh... And I will say this movie is actually very good at calling back to things uh, like mention of like Chell not long after she meets them straight up calls them out on the loaded dice that she found because uh, Chell is also a fucking shyster. Uh, it makes it very apparent very quickly because uh, they did try. They found her trying to steal a, a golden head from the temple for getting caught. And she uh, leaves El Dorado, which was I thought it was a weird, weird decision. Well, she wanted to get out, period. Like, she wanted to go she'd see the world. She'd been planning to leave. Yeah. Mm. And she'd been planning to leave from the get-go. It just wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, now... He also craves Miguel. adventure. Yeah. More than adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Penis. Yep. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. No, Chell's an incredibly fun character, honestly. Uh, and also, very sexually aggressive. Yes. Because uh, she is the one who starts immediately putting the moves on Tulio, and it's, it's, it's magical. Especially, this is directly after Tulio Miguel said, do not touch Chell. Mm-hmm. Yep, but Chell is off-limits. Mm-hmm. And, and then... Just that, it, immediately, yeah. Tulio and Shell get together. Yes. Uh, God, I forgot where I was going with that. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, just in general, those those four main characters uh, dominate most of it. There's also the, the chief uh, of of this unnamed city, Mesoamerican. Yeah, this, this they, unnamed city. It, it's great because they refer to it themselves as El Dorado. Yeah, which, which is, is weird. Which makes reasons. no sense because it's Spanish. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, he's a cool dude. Uh, 
super super chill wants to be buddy buddy with miguel doesn't like the head priest the head reason. priest is very evil like blatantly evil and that's part of problem with the messaging of this film yeah well the thing that i thought was interesting is is it's heavily hinted if not outright said that the chief knows that miguel is not truly a god yeah uh, especially during the boat scene when he approaches miguel saying do you really want to leave like yeah mm -hmm. and when he when he says to air is human and just kind of gives him that look it's just like yeah you know because yeah, miguel just said oh i made a mistake mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah the, I, the chief was definitely savvy but he's definitely using them to consolidate political power against the priest yeah also there was a bit that uh there apparently like uh it was them having is them being an outsider that did not want to destroy their life was also something that he was apparently like that is a reading into why he was able why he was dealing or like a like willing to put up with their shtick yeah because they they were trying to at the very least miguel was trying to make things better with the against the priest but yes mm. for for political power probably but yeah no it just so those were really the only two characters like cortez is talked about at the beginning and at the end and doesn't really do much Cortez in this movie essentially is the twister in the movie Twister. It is a, <laughs> it is a thing that happens, but it and it is important to the plot, but also might as well be just a physical object. Yeah, he could be any natural disaster, and roughly the plot could stay the same. And like they really build up his arrival to El Dorado, and then it just sort of. They sort of just kind of resolve. Never arrives. No, he, yeah, he, so that's he, the other. Hmm? He arrives, but he, he he doesn't do anything because they they resolved it by burying the entrance. Yeah, because basically it, it they've been like having this like occasionally shots of him going through the, the jungle, and then also the priest had this sweet book with lovely paper, uh, mm -hmm. and beautiful drawings on it. Yeah. Of the um, Dreams Work logo. Yeah, of the Dreams Work logo, and also a war god who looked like Cortez. Uh, so at the very end, when he wants to get his revenge on the city, he goes to Cortez, and then nothing comes of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, ending is kind of, yeah. It, it, yeah. The problem is the movie felt like it didn't know how it wanted to end. Yeah. I... The thing that I was thinking about it is that one of the things that I was reading up on what the like how this movie got kind of got made, uh, and the one of the main writers uh, for this movie um, were inspired by the old um, was it Bob Hope Bing Crosby Road Two movies, uh, mm -hmm. which were always just oh things would return to normal afterwards. So it feels like it is kind of a almost like a not quite a status quo thing, but it's almost like a reset. Like they aren't just, they're kind of back to, they're in a position to return to where, what they were doing beforehand. Ah, yes. So they're no longer, but now no longer are they a gay couple, but they're a bisexual thruple with a horse. Yes. You just really like saying that. It's really fun. Cause I hate it. Mm -hmm. It's accurate. 
It is. Yes. One of the uh-huh. very few, aside from, say, Cloud, Tifa, and Aerith. <laughs> possibly, yes. No, not possibly. Uh, so we'll doing the ranking of throuples. I'm gonna. If I say the thought on my head, I will. That will be a tangent, and let's continue moving Just, on. No, I, I think I've meandered enough at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so basically, my thought is, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I saw like the last time I actually saw this movie. It's actually probably close to when it came out. I might have watched it on like DVD, like maybe like five or ten, like five or so years after it originally came out. Uh, but it's been a while since I've watched it, uh, and I was really enjoying myself this time. Like, I it is a movie that still holds up. Um, the the writing is phenomenal. Like the production is phenomenal, and just it is to me a phenomenal movie. Uh, that it didn't take me until about, let's say, 90% of the movie to realize, huh, there's some things about this movie if you think about it too hard and make this movie weird. Yeah, no, it was great. Because <laughs> uh, it was... Because we like watched it yesterday, and then today I'm like, yeah, it's going to be real weird talking about that White Savior shit, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like, this is a fun movie. Uh, it's also incredibly problematic. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Why, why I brought up Far Cry 3. Yes. <laughs> it's the Far Cry 3 of DreamWorks movies. <laughs> I mean, of those yeah. later game Far Cry, it's a better than, at least it's not 5. Yeah. 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 The bad guy was right all along. And yeah. the, the bad Far guy Cry was five the savior. <laughs> okay. But. So, I feel like we've kind of talked about it. We can go a little bit more into depth. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Torpo. How'd you feel about this movie's production quality? You could feel that $95 million. Holy shit. You could hear that $95 million. Yeah, how how <laughs> much of that movie's budget was getting Elton John? No shit. Uh, yeah, because music done by Elton John. Got, got to mention that. Very important. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it I mean, great. after uh, Lion King. Yeah. It, it was great because it's like the first time that I heard it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot this was a musical. And then it's like, oh, right, this is an Elton John musical. Well, it was great because the I didn't I, I didn't realize it at first. And then I, I the one of the songs started playing and the caption said uh, blank by Elton John starts playing I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that fucking makes sense. Oh, mm-hmm. I understand that. <laughs> It's fucking Ellen yep. John. And I mean it showed the, the music was really good, honestly. I see I really enjoyed the musical bits. Like I don't normally enjoy those that much. So the thing about it is that it does the music in this is very much a Disney musical style. Like you have the uh God there's a really good Twitter thread that I remember a while ago that there are really only like I think it was like ten different types of mu- like in in a, a musical you can boil down every song in a musical to one of like eight types, and this had like all of them. You had your title one, uh, you had the montage song, you had the uh, silly things happen song, or like the debauchery song. Uh, you had you had the uh, Miguel and Tulio's kind of villain song. 
Yeah, you had the uh, bad things are like the sad thing is happening now. Mm -hmm. And then I forgot the other. But it it hits like those notes. Yeah, no, actually, I feel it worth mentioning now, actually going back to it. Yeah, at one point, Miguel gets very jealous of Chell, and it's kind of magical. Mm-hmm. Well, there also is the thing where he basically is, like, like basically just blows him off straight off. She I blows just him think. off straight off, yeah. <laughs> Blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it was like, it was like forget Miguel. And just uh, let's let's bone and watch, have the oh, horse yeah. watch us because he definitely does. The horse likes to watch. It's fine. I mean, because like the line with that really sells that it's, you know, something dirty is Tulio's like, I don't know if I can trust you about Miguel and Shell's response is, I'm not asking you to trust me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that line. <sighs> yeah. So go, going back to it. Mm -hmm. uh, musical bits very good just really really enjoyable in my opinion at least uh, also to go alongside the the fucking music uh the visuals in this movie were absolutely incredible you could you could see that 95 million dollar mm -hmm. like i i mean it seriously when i say everything is over animated and i mean that in the nicest way possible like there's just so much fluid motion to everything it just animates so naturally and beautifully it's oh it's so good. It's so good. And that includes the musical sequences. Uh, everything to follow them uh, it just goes along perfectly with the music. And uh, also, like even... it was like, just to point out uh, that when it made uh, 90 or when it made $76 million back out of its 95, that's worldwide. Yeah. Just to clarify, that US mm -hmm. was 50. So, yeah, it definitely did not make its money back. Which is a shame. But uh, regardless, yeah, no. Um, it even uses CGI, uh, and it's definitely early CGI. But I still feel like it actually worked pretty well. I think the the thing that makes that CGI work is that it is it's very small things. Like it's like mm -hmm. the barrels are CGI that are in. They're done in a way that it almost looks painted. Like it's definitely low lower quality, but it's the kind that unless you're really looking at it, it won't be that bad. Yeah, even I didn't even look notice. at it. That's not that bad. Like it actually looks perfectly fine. I also, didn't even notice any yeah, CGI. Yeah, a lot of CGI is actually very detailed. It, they use it for a lot of detail work, actually, which is I mm -hmm. feel like helps it like, look better. I think the one that example like I can think of like the ships, I believe, were CGI. Yeah. Mm. Uh, even the barrels were super detailed. Like with the crane and everything moving, the barrels that Miguel and Tulia are hiding in was very well done. Yeah. So, like, even the CGI has actually aged pretty well, which is surprising. But yeah, so... In general, like, the production value definitely shines, and you can you can definitely see it and feel it, and uh, I really feel like that helps make this such a good movie. It just wouldn't be the same otherwise. Because just, like, everything is lovingly animated. Everything. But, like, especially mm -hmm. the people, the way they move, each person moves uh, uniquely. Uh, their faces are painstakingly animated it's just it's good it's actually kind of funny because it actually ties in with the thing our next question but uh it was kind of weird because i was thinking i was like 
Yeah, it looks it looks like the like the people of that village were kind of like their bot like their facial structure looked kind of weird. Uh, then I remembered everyone in this movie kind of looks kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Miguel is super goofy looking. Yeah, it, it like if I remember, like he almost is like Hey Arnold level of head weird shape. Not quite that to that extent, but it's it's getting there. Also, mm-hmm. they. Like, like Miguel in particular has very loose clothing, and God, they animate the fuck out of it. Uh, but also, I will say the most lovingly animated thing in that movie is Chell. <laughs> Far yes. and away. Far and away. Yeah. Uh... It's really great when she's giving them advice on how to hit the ball with their hip. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, I see where the money went. It's going to be fun when the dream works like the head animator for that movie dies and they break open his desk and they find just tons of drawings of shell crack open the porn vault. Yeah. Also, the one thing that also because she's dressed rather like she's basically just like essentially a tube top in like a long loincloth thing. I don't know exactly what to refer to it as no like upskirt or anything, but also because nope. it's probably a kid's film. Like nothing like that. Technically yeah, a kid's film. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly yeah. tasteful in that regard. Like it is scantily, but also not that bad. But then again, everyone it is a village that does not have our dress. So it actually is not that bad. It's true, the Chiefs nip game is on point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's everything I have to say. Alright. Uh Rhythm. Um I think one of the things that stood out the most with the songs is that when Tulio and Miguel are singing to deter, like, as they decide to play along and be gods, it sounds a lot more like a Disney's villain song than, say, the protagonists, which works well as them being two con men who are conning an entire city into thinking that they are gods. It has a good level of menace to it. And um, a lot of the visuals tend to favor like a darker palette in the background against like the brighter colors of like fire or them and their clothes. Yeah, they do make it very apparent very quickly that these are not good people. Mm-hmm. They're there to steal the gold. They're a couple of shysters, yeah. It's great. They are at that moment very much trying to steal a shit ton of gold so they can go back to Spain and live like kings. Yeah. Um is it one of the only songs where it's not Elton John singing? Uh, yeah, I think they're. Yeah, I think that's the only one in which they are singing. No, they also sing during the uh, "It's Tough to Be a God" thing. No, that's what we're talking about. Mm. Or yeah, I think it's it's tough to be a god, and I think maybe a little bit of a different song, but not a whole lot. Yeah, because otherwise it's the uh, singing narrator, as he's referred to in the credits. Uh, Elton John. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else to men- that you'd like to bring up? No, I think that's all that I wanted to touch on. We talked about a lot of stuff. Too much time, so DM, I guess. Okay. Know. All right, Def. This is one of the best-looking uh, Disney knockoffs I've ever seen. Yeah, it's probably pretty up there with like. In terms of Western animated movies, like outdoing Disney, I think that this is yeah. probably one of the ones that I think have 
pretty much done it. Because mm-hmm. for most of the library, DreamWorks has been a Pixar knockoff using that style anim- animation. This is like one of the few times they went with like the traditional hand-drawn stuff. Yeah, I th- think I'm going to hold on to that thought for a moment until I get a confirmation. It wasn't the first ones they did because they had done Prince of Egypt two years Yeah, I was about earlier. to look up because I mm-hmm. think Prince of Egypt was also... It's another one that I think of, of like really gorgeously animated movie. Like I, I think... I have not seen it in a while, but I believe that one is probably a little more technically impressive. But this one, it's also, this is my much better movie. Mm-hmm. Or much more enjoyable movie. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to mention? No, not really. Okay. Axe. Huh, man. I mean, yeah. The, you, like Torpid said, like we've all basically said, you can feel and you can see and hear the 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 production quality and it's an absolute shame this movie didn't make back uh what they put into it because i mean like i said when they first get to el dorado it's just scene after scene of just gorgeous animation i mean the animation was gorgeous before but it's just it's bright it's vibrant there's tons of stuff to look at in every single scene um and you know the the, the writing give and take but you know when the writing's really good, when the writing's good, it's extremely good. The the banter that they have during their escape uh, at the start of the movie, uh, fantastic. Uh, it animations is like Torpid said is over over animated, but in a really really good way. Um, and like I was mentioning at the start, it's just there's so much personality in everyone from the human characters to the animal characters, specific, especially the horse. And it's just, yeah, that 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 budget shines through in pretty much every single thing. I I will reiterate though that I I just didn't like the music numbers. I liked the animation during this the those scenes, but I didn't like the the actual songs themselves. Just out of curiosity, because I wonder if it has anything to do with it. Are you a fan of Elton John normally? Yeah, yeah, okay. I like Elton John. I I loved I love his numbers from The Lion King a lot. And I like his his regular work as well. It's just these didn't feel they felt kind of flat and muted to me. I I, I can definitely see that. Like mm-hmm. of it the being songs didn't stick with me. Yeah. yeah. Other than like the main theme, they, they didn't pop. Like you listen to "I Can't Wait to Be." Or, he didn't do "I Can't Wait to Be King." Um. Uh, can feel the love. Yeah. Can you can feel the love tonight? tonight? Yeah, yeah. Listen to that. That song has a pop to it. Like, even though it's it's a ballad, it still stands out. It's a pop ballad. Yeah, I yeah. I think yeah. The only song I would think I get stuck in my head, which I did actually get stuck in my head a little bit, is the title theme. Yeah, Circle or, of Life. That that song too has it has a pop to it that just kind of it stand. It's I don't know how else to explain it. Just the songs didn't stick, stick up, like uh, Tulio did. Mm-hmm. For chill. But yeah, okay. that, that's what I got. Okay. Um, yeah, the one thing that I kind of briefly alluded to that I kind of want to bring up uh, is the voice cast for this, which had it had an interesting voice cast to it. Uh, you had the so Tulia Miguel are Kevin Klein and Kenan Branagh, respectively. Uh, they did good work with this. I mean, I was going to say it's Kevin Klein. Yeah, he's he's American. So it's, so you have an American and Brit playing two Spaniards, which. Considering the other things in this movie, 
might be something over like that. That's not, that's not the, if you're going to look into that, that's not the thing you probably should look into. Um, you got Rosie. To Perez. be fair, they did not attempt to do Spanish accents. No, they did not. Thank actually, God. That is one thing that is actually, I, in hindsight, kind of appreciate no sense, no trying to do accents. Although, yeah, that's, I, I would probably appreciate no accents versus accent. Yeah, no accents, yeah. I, I think, is always better. Which, which the, the one thing that I will say is that for the people who are, like, for Chell, you have Rosie Perez, who, I well, Puerto Rican, I think. Yeah, Puerto Rican, who is, I mean, you at least get somewhat close to Latin America for it. Uh, mm-hmm. You have, uh, what is this? Um, I just want to see what his full name is. Uh, Armand, let's see, Armand Asante as uh, Checo Khan, uh, the uh, kind of the priest, uh, who unfortunately the only one that I roll that of theirs that I recognize uh, is Rico from the Stallone Judge Dredd movie. Mm. I don't think of anything. There, nothing else is really sticking That's out. That's a me. good frame of reference. Uh, uh, but also, uh, the chief. Is Edward James Olmos, who, see, hearing him in a happy yeah. role is really weird. Uh, personally, I associate him mostly with, um, yeah, from Blade Runner. Yeah, but also, yeah, I was going to say, also Battlestar Galactica and also Miami Vice and what's the other thing I was thinking of? He's been a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, it's just weird hearing him as a more happy character this time. He does a really good job of it, too. Uh, but also we mentioned Jim Cummings as Cortez, who does... I think he also voices another side character, and you hear him do one of his more other Jim's Cummings voices. He's the uh, chef that was like, no, no, you can't have an apple. You're on half rations. Yep. Uh, then you have uh, Frank Welker as Altivo. Yeah, Frank Welker's the fucking horse. Yep. Uh, yeah, very saw. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah. Is it? Is it Tobin Bell? Yeah. Yeah. Tobin Bell, Jigsaw as um the guy at the beginning that had the map. I believe that's who there's. <laughs> yeah. That's, be. mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest are somewhat smaller. Unfortunately, I'm not familiar with most of what they've done. Um, actually, it looks like clicking on their things in INB, uh They are working. They are animation department people. But yeah, uh, I did want to point that out because I did find that was interesting. Uh, so, um, also, before we move on to the next one, can we talk for a second how the chief was often smoking stogies? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was weird. Because huh. he'd just be holding, like, he, like he looks like he'd be holding some, but then he realized, oh, that's supposed to be a cigar. Because I just guess, got a fucking cigar. I, I guess because it's supposed to be Latin America. Like they, they mentioned. I mean, like, they make Cuba. a joke about Cuban cigars. Yeah. Nowhere close to Cuba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're about to get break into that unfortunate subject, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my thought on production quality, at least. So, X. Um, did the movie somewhat surface level understanding of Mayan slash Nahua slash Musica or Musk? Musica. Musica. I would say. Musica culture uh, slash white savior plot impact your enjoyment of this movie? 
Uh, yeah, it did. Um, it it's why I said at the beginning it was a very conflict. It's a very conflicting film because it is a really good film. It's really enjoyable. It's very. It's very. Uh, I don't want to say it has upbeat. a nice energy. Yes, thank you. It has a nice energy to it, but at the same time, it buys into a lot of misunderstandings about Maya or Maya adjacent cultures. Um, uh, it's very reliant on the white savior uh, trope, which is extremely shitty. Even well before this movie came out, it was a stupid plot point. Um, and, and even going further, the 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 way the villain of the movie goes out uh, is kind of shittier than just about any of the Disney villain deaths because it's super gross. He he mm-hmm. basically gets taken by Cortez and is going to be enslaved on one of his plantations. It's 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 just it's super shitty. It, even though he's he, the he's villain. also like dragged off screaming too. Yeah, it's, yeah. Even for the villain of the movie, it's just it's incredibly just not. It's gross. Um, so it's it, it creates a very bizarre, uh, amb- ambivalent feeling about about the film because the first half is just this fantastic and enjoyable, energizing thing, and then the back half of it is is kind of like, uh, yeah. I I don't think I can say whole hell of a lot more than that. Far Cry Three. So yeah. Okay. Uh, Def. So. It actually didn't bother me that much, mostly just because of all like the named uh, mine characters in that movie. None of them were really fools about it. Like we covered previously, the chief pretty much figured it out, and it was just using them. Chell figured it out pretty early on. Immediately, like the priest, the priest's the only one who didn't really catch on for a while. It's because he was, but even then, he was still using them to push his whole blood sacrifice murders plot. Mm-hmm. And also, he could use actual fucking magic. Yeah, that's that's the key to the actual magic, which is another yeah. thing that we can talk about. He's a true about. believer. He can summon a giant fucking snake, or the jaguar or... robot. Yeah, jaguar statue. Yeah, mm. he well, technically his... is piloting. Is it a mech? He he kill, he cut his hand open and then healed the wound. Yeah, just just need a little bit of blood out. Mm-hmm. All you need is blood. Also, I I do really quick. Uh, feel worth mentioning and you should imagine this every time you see that statue is that he's the one making those movements every time yeah. he moves with the statue so any weird thing the statue does he's doing himself like eating a man I'm not. he's eating a rat off the floor for that scene mm, tasty i mean there's now, all now i'm just imagining him in a fucking mocap suit <laughs> <laughs> ah he's andy circus it's Gollum. <laughs> yeah um those are any other thoughts you had on that uh no not really i said there were some more negative stuff like the uh ending with the priest where he gets to dragged off to be a slave i guess like have fun with that uh, yeah whatever mm-hmm. like, he was genuinely don't worry kids you'll learn about this in a few years or maybe it won't. Gotta love our school system. Like, the yeah. dude is unlikable, yeah. but it was like a genuinely disturbing scene. Yeah. Especially after riding the high of saving the people of El Dorado from yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I guess in that case, uh, Risen. 
it definitely falls into the same um, trap of a lot of white savior plots where it recognizes that there are the bad white people and the good white people. Um, I do appreciate the film both through um, design, uh, audio, etc., that Cortez is shown to be just an uncompromisingly bad person. Um, and that his immediate reaction to stowaways is, I'm going to enslave you on a sugar plantation in Cuba. Um, but once again, that's just, you know, all the way back to James Fenimore Cooper and everything with The Last of the Mohicans, the idea of the good white people and the bad white people. So, can't really give it too much credit. Um... I'm trying to think. Um, it definitely adds a tarnish to the movie, I guess. As like I said, it was probably one of my favorite movies to watch as a kid. Um, but like, I'm not gonna say it's bad. Like the film as a whole is bad. It's just like, watch it, enjoy it, recognize these issues. Um, I can't really speak about like too much about like the actual like. Mayan, Waha, Mexica culture or anything because I've not studied it. But um, from what I understand at the bare minimum is that the blood sacrifice is not like this big evil thing that it was kind of alluded to. Um, but yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess that brings us to Torpo unless you had something yeah, else. Yeah, it does. Oh, man. Okay, so pretty much everyone's talked about the storytelling elements, and I do feel we're mentioning that even at the very beginning, they are also pieces of shit, and this is made very obvious and very apparent. But, uh, and they literally just save these nameless people from essentially the mess they made. Mm-hmm. So, something to be said for that. But at the end of the day, I, I will say, uh, I really enjoy this movie. I, I really do. And I will say, enjoy the movie for what it is, which is just a fun animated feature. Just be aware that there are these problems in the background. Because uh, it's not just the white savior thing that's uh, an issue. So, I, I guess you could argue that's, that's it leads into what I'm about to say. But basically, it, it makes a sort of uh, judgmental pass at this culture based on stereotypes. That's a bit of an issue. Uh, more than a bit, some might say. Because uh, to be so, so first off, I'm going to give you a bit of background here. History is written by the victors. This mm -hmm. is important to remember. The Spanish destroyed many of the Mesoamerican tribes. This is also important to remember. The Spanish, uh, in an effort to justify what they did and their stealing of any sort of wealth or land or anything, uh, wrote them off as a bunch of savages, including that sacrifice thing. So there were, especially with some, some groups more than others, there were definitely human sacrifices, but it wasn't some blood for the blood god shit. And they were also pretty rare, especially, uh, and also many times sacrifices were just animal sacrifices, you know, the usual shit. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a, a lot of groups uh, tended also to just, yeah, in general, be softer on sacrifices. Um, 
and not really do that that whole thing. I know the Maya didn't. Most of my familiarity actually comes from the Maya, but I got to see a Maya co-op. I bought some obsidian jewelry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hi, I'm incredibly white. Um, but uh, just in general, uh, there's a lot of things, and like, so it, it's already operating off of that idea that there's all these human sacrifices. Uh, the the idea that the priest is fucking bloodthirsty and willing yeah. to kill at the drop of a hat, which is also very weird. It's essentially making this pass at their entire religion, saying it's a bad thing, and that the people are what matters more. Which I mean, people do matter, but also it's it's very judgmental about it. You get into the issue that the white savior plot is not just that Tulio and Miguel save the city; they also teach them how about to truly be gods. Mm. yeah it's it's basically like oh yeah you know you're, the way that you've lived your your whole lives is wrong here we are to teach you the true way to live the proper way to live mm-hmm. and in so like, to be fair in the context of this movie a lot of it is also the chief consolidating power from under the priest because he genuinely does not like the priest yeah at all for good reason yeah, for good reason but also that's its own issue, but let's not worry about that here. No. My, my point is that the sacrifice thing is largely overblown, and also it is like the central crux of the issue with the priest, which is very dumb in and of itself. On top of that, there's the, the old Mesoamerican ball game, uh, which greatly misunderstood something, and, and which I'll mention, which is basically um, the losers weren't killed. They weren't. If it was done as sort of like a, a ritual thing, a celebratory thing, it was the winners who would then be sacrificed, and it was a huge honor. It wasn't like some punishment. Like, I'm not here, it's not my place to say whether sacrifices of any sort are right or wrong in this regard. Like, making a pass at, at cultures like that. It, I mean, it's not my place. But my point is, it wasn't some sort of punishment or like big, horrible thing. It was more of a celebration than anything. Mm-hmm. Because why would you why would you want to send the weaker ones to the gods, really? But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's there was it was great too because before this there was a big discussion actually about all of this uh, beforehand uh, in, in the chat because it was a bit of a thing. I, I, I'm kind of sad that Carnival isn't here actually because he's uh, a bit more knowledgeable. As I said, my knowledge mostly comes from uh, my experience with the Maya. But uh, it's, uh, it's honestly basically what I have to say on it. Just in general, it's a good, fun movie, but it would also be wrong to forget these things as well. Mm -hmm. But it also doesn't, in my opinion at least, hamper my enjoyment of the movie. I still think it's a fun film. It's just important to remember that it is just a film and it is purely fiction. And yeah. Just be aware of these prejudices. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, important to remember that the real El Dorado is a small community of like a thousand people or something in Wisconsin. The real El Dorado was the friends we made along the way. The real, oh, oh. The real El Dorado was a really good concept album. Also, it's important <laughs> to remember that like the various Mesoamerican tribes aren't some sort of lost people. Yeah. I mean, a Spanish population. Uh, interbred with a number of them especially the aztecs but uh but like they're still alive and well there's still like a bunch of different languages spoken among them like i the maya are still alive quite as i said i visited a, i personally uh, visited a maya co-op just absolutely lovely people 
and to support themselves and and their way of life they were selling various uh jewelry made out of uh, actually a very special obsidian that's only local to that that area it has a certain sheen to it i forget what but that's just rambling my point is they're not some lost peoples they're not some hidden tribes they're very much alive and well today and still exist and it's important to remember this too they're not some cultures that fucking disappeared much as the spanish tried to fucking kill them because the spanish were goddamn monsters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah fuck cortez fuck cortez yeah. but fuck any of the conquistadors yeah fuck columbus fuck columbus yeah. yes Columbus. Rename Columbus, Ohio to Flavortown. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Regardless, though, that's that's just the point I'm making, is that A, don't forget that these are very much stereotypes that still exist, because the Spanish... History's written by the victors, and the Spanish wrote some real shit. Uh, And and important to remember that these these people are still alive and well today, and, and try not to forget um, think of them as some mythical people gone to time. Yeah. They're people with a culture that, while tried to be destroyed, still kind of exists. And this is playing on that, but kind of. Um, I think kind of what I wanted to bring up uh, from this is just basically kind of a... I said Maya slash Nahuatl because they don't explicitly say what group it is. Although it is very clearly Mayan, actually. Because uh, the thing, one of the things they mention um, is they mention the spirit world, Shababa, which is mm-hmm. exclusively a Mayan concept. Mm-hmm. So it is very likely that it is a supposed to be a Mayan culture. The thing about that is, uh, it is something that, uh, unless you, like, something that is kind of lost to a lot of people. And it it's kind of, proves my point that I feel like you could think of like the kind of why these cultures were written this way. You can kind of think about it. Well, were they trying to send a message of like something was wrong or was it just, they maybe didn't do enough research. I feel that it is more of a research failure than a kind of like message failure because, Mm -hmm. um, the Mayan culture, like the Mayan cultures and the Aztec cultures are very far away from each other. Like, I believe that the, like, uh, the Aztecs, uh, the Nahua culture, like those were, those are middle Mexico, I think. Whereas this is somewhere closer to like middle of South America. Like if I remember correctly, like there, there is a good distance apart between the two uh, and Cortez pretty much exclusively dealt with the Aztecs. So yeah. there is no way that he would have been to both. So there, there is also a kind of a research failure point that I wanted to mention there. Um, but yeah, I feel like everyone's like, yeah, the sacrifices, that's not, they weren't the way that we commonly kind of think. Um, I do Spanish. Fe- I do feel though like the one thing i do like is that they never portray any of the villagers of or like the member also they call it el dorado like they the people of this village refer to it or this i don't know what the term is but essentially the city the city city. it's a city refer to it as el dorado which is no 
that's not how that would work. It's a Spanish name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, if you were mentioning that where the Maya are specifically is essentially where Central America meets South America. Is that Yucatan? Yeah. Or am I... Okay. Yeah, Yucatan, I, I wanted to say that, but I wasn't 100% certain. You're right. It's the Yucatan Peninsula. Okay. So, yes. I might have had to look this up for Hazeltown's story, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like, there, that is one. Th- so, I feel like my enjoyment of it is like, I don't feel like they, like, it's a thing that's like, yeah, they kind of probably could have, they should have done more research. I feel if you were going to do something with these cultures, you should kind of make sure you got some of that stuff right. But if I'm thinking also of things of that era, like I was rethinking things like Pocahontas, for example, or other other films that are dealing with like native like cultures, I feel like this does it relatively well compared to some of those other ones. Yeah. So actually, that does make me want to mention. Yeah. So it, does, it never really feels super judgmental. Uh, aside from about the priest and the shit he preaches, which yeah, you could argue that, that that's a whole different beast. And again, but, uh, they didn't make any of the the natives idiots. Yeah, none of the natives oh. are idiots. Hell, the chief is smarter than Tulio and Miguel. Yes. Yeah. And Chell so is Chell. incredibly crafty. Yeah. Chell's in- yes. Also very horny. Yes. <laughs> But but regardless, it, it it definitely like there's no malice in it. There, there's definitely not. It, they they feel human. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's kind of where I'd want to say is that yes, this could have done better, but also it could have done much worse. Uh. So I do feel like it it does kind of I when I watch this movie, it's like oh yeah, those thoughts do kind of exist. But overall, it's a very well done film. Like it is something that you can kind of put the brain to like you put in the back burner but do note that yeah do make sure that if you are doing something like this try and do a little better uh also that just that just reminds me of uh fuck just like is a bit of an aside it reminds me of uh gabriel knight where they genuinely tried to do a lot of research into voodoo video it's just they had the wrong books basically Yep, that could also be another case where they thought they were trying to do research, but it turns out the research themselves wasn't actually that great, and that was something that they were kind of outside. Of, it was outside of their pay grade to check. Yeah, because they again mm-hmm. they do refer. To, they basically make Cortez super villainous. Like they know that what he did was bad. Uh so there is at least that, at least to me. It's not perfect, but it's definitely not. It's not. I don't feel like they were like trying to misconstrue it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with that uh, we've kind of talked about this movie quite a bit so let's go ahead and rank this so we are going to rank this on our normal 20, 1 to 21 scale um, mm-hmm. with 1 being absolute mastercraft uh, and 21 being don't even bother it's not even fun to ironically watch uh, so Axe uh, where would you put this on our 1 to 21 scale 3 I was kind of put off, go throw off guard with the thing that quick. Pretty, pretty fastest ranking for me to date. That's this is a good, this is a good movie, and I I gotta put this up there at at least a three. Okay, uh, death six. Okay, prison. Um, I'd say a three or a four. 
Okay. Torpo. Uh, for once, I actually 100% agree with Axe. Three. All I right. mean that in the nicest way possible, Axe. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I just so often we're at odds with each other in the ranking. Nope, it's, it's Death's turn this time to be the, the one uh, person out. Um, but yeah, I was pretty much thinking that exact region of three to four. Um, mm-hmm. Take a look to see what we got here. Um, in three, uh, just to point out, like in just to kind of go low and then build up uh, from six, we have stuff like Labyrinth, Mappy, uh, K- uh, the original Mortal Kombat and Hunt for Red October. I would still put probably put this above those. Yeah. Uh, also, at five, we have Game Center CX Season 1. Uh, I would still probably put that also above that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, let's see, and at four, we have Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, and we have East. Um, I'm putting it above Mr. Lawrence. I'm sorry, but I have I've not seen Mr. Lawrence, but having seen East and Adol the Red and Adol the Red and Adol the Red, Adol. I guess I would change my answer to three. Okay. Because uh, at three, we have Dirty Pear Project Eden, Ghost in the Shell, and the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner movie. Wow, funny. They're Ow. all animated and they're all pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I suppose we, at least now we're balancing it out in terms of Eastern versus Western. Oh, they all uh, actually do all have their own styles, though, which is yeah. kind of interesting. Uh, and also, just language of horny. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's also yeah, they're all up. well, except for Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner. They're all quite horny at number yeah, three. You yeah. mm. <laughs> kind of give uh, what's Opera Doc has a very specific form. Of There's horny. definitely some thirst in that. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, just to give the ceiling, uh, at two we have aliens and Pat Labor or Pat Pat Labor, the early days. God, um, it's fucking hard to fix that habit, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, aliens is really good. Aliens is really Pat good. Labor, Pat Labor is also very good, though. Yeah. So it's it's, like, yeah. yeah. I think this is a fine spot for it. Yeah, yeah three, I, three's good. I, I think three's pretty good. I don't know if I could put it up against aliens, to be honest. Yeah, that's 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 punchy. That's all. That's all hard. Like to put it into perspective, in terms of animated films, like my top two films are uh, *Spirited Away* and *Lilo and Stitch*, right? And I would put this within my top five. Like this is a really good animated film. Yeah. Look, there's only one that I would really bat for number one, and we're probably never gonna see that on here, so it's fine. What's that? Mm-hmm. There we go. Ah, that would be a. That'd be a fun. That would be like the only thing I could see. Theoretically, you could almost bullshit your way through LSD into that. But Yuminiki as well. Yuminiki. Yeah. But yeah, that that's also another thing. Um, Satoshi so yeah. Kone was a fucking genius, and he went well before his time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think we'll put a three because. Seems to be where consensus is. Sorry, Death. That's fine. Uh, let's see. And this is episode 34. Uh, and this came out in 2000. Director was Bob. Is that Bebo Berg? Bebo Bergson? I guess. Also, it's weird because mm-hmm. it has three directors on it. Oh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Katzenberg is uh, undirected, uncredited in this. 
Um, I'll, I'll put Bebo Bergson because that's all, that's a good name. There it is. Um, this was a theatrical movie. Uh, which, by the way, one thing that I did that I was going to mention, I forgot during that uh, last question was, um, uh, I was like when this was coming out, like I uh was in during like our social studies class, we were actually talking about. Uh, South America and like Latin, like that area, uh, and they actually encouraged us to go watch that movie, <laughs> mm. uh, mm-hmm. just to give a uh, level of the education system in Georgia in nine in two thousand. So at least the area that I lived in, uh, it was not great. Um, well, it's both more and less accurate than say Emperor's New Groove. If they told you to watch that. Yeah, they didn't yeah. do that. That I watched on my own and that I enjoyed. But yeah. that's nonetheless. <laughs> um, let's see. That I, I uh, let's see. Because for for genre, we have like we have comedy. We have like kids. I don't know if there's kids. It's I'd say it's comedy. It's yeah, a comedy, comedy adventure film. Yeah. I think I think it's more going for comedy. Also, I had to think about. I had to think what YNAD was, uh, and I believe that is young adult. Yeah. Uh, also, um, you could almost make the argument that this was a young adult cartoon. It, I feel like it's more going for comedy, though. Yeah. I'm just kind of going through all these, like trying to remember, like what I think ML, M, MSLCL. Did I put anything for that? I think it's miscellaneous, and also this is not the time for that. Uh, tone. Uh, we could do the naughty tag. That's it's fitting. definitely naughty. <laughs> yeah, let's do the naughty tag just for funsies. Um, content. I, I, I mean, I gotta put yikes just by. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's yeah. fair. If anything, the final scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was super uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of the before stuff, the priests, as you said. Yeah. It's like, it's horny, but it's not like. No, it's actually pretty tasteful about it. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, then you'd have to wait for later DreamWorks movies for that. <laughs> oh, sugar, honey, iced tea. All right. Uh, is there anything we want to bring up in music, charm, cinematography, uh, storytelling, action, and artistry? Your mileage, music. Thumbs up. your mileage may vary for music. <laughs> no, the music's great. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'll give, uh, I'm, here, getting, I'll... I'm getting outvoted, so I'll, I'll acquiesce. There, there are... oh, oh, that's going to break it, unfortunately. So yeah, I'm don't gonna... fucking break the table, dude. You do that enough already. Yeah. Yeah. Say, I was going to put the thumbs up the asterisk. But also, thumbs up to charm. <laughs> yeah, thumbs up to so, charm. Thumbs up to it, was, charm. Was, it was also great because, uh, especially recently, uh, I was thinking because, I mean, for every one of these episodes, I have to th- I have to make a thumb title or a thumbnail, uh, and just thinking of all the different pictures I could do of this movie, because uh, that's also a thing I don't think we mentioned. This is a very memeable movie. Yeah, this movie has several actually memes going through it. You got the both thing. You got Miguel playing the guitar, which I posted, uh, which is a very good, good gif. Um, you got the. Uh, the guy telling the chief that Cortez is coming has recently become a meme. Uh, you got Chell in general. Um, so yeah, this is definitely, definitely charm. Uh, 
I don't even really think I could put the other things. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the other things are probably good. Because the story, I mean, it's like, it's not bad, simple. but it's it's simple. It's simple. Cinemat- uh, the cinematography, like... I think the shot composition is pretty, like... Yeah, I, there's some... I think some... I really like said, oh yeah, that's really impressive, but I think that it, it's very functional. Yeah, I... I really I good. Do, I do kind of want to give it a thumbs up as well. Yeah. Like, I don't think it did anything bad, though. Yeah. Also, how would you define action, out of curiosity? Uh, like, fight scenes. Yeah, okay, then this is... Yeah, it's not nothing noteworthy. Um, for yay or nay, um, you might be able to argue for, um, like, uh, Made with Love. I hesitate to say that for any sort of large production like this. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I felt that. Yeah, fair enough. It, it's it's just there's a lot of, um, uh, yes, they have for like a racism palette. tag. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's what Yikes is for. Yep. Oh. Um, uh, I'm looking clearly here. color palette for Yay. Why is that in there? Color. Wait, what? Are I'm you looking, looking at the? I'm looking look- at the Media Delta Charms guide. For yay and nay, one of them listed is color palette. Oh, whoops. Well, like use of color. Because think, like, not that we'd rank it, but I think of like Schindler's List or something like that. Like use of color in that movie, because that's the only one I could think of off the top of my head. So yeah, you mentioned Schindler's List, and the only thing I can think of is Jerry Seinfeld making out during, during it. See, here I was Seinfeld. thinking of The Last of Us 2. Um, let's see I don't think there's a whole lot to actually throw in here yeah I can't really think of anything because the pacing's good someone's got a fetish I was thinking that one but I didn't (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like that needs to be a charm it is it is It is. someone's got a fetish even though I feel like in this case no put it put put under yay because cause the thing is, is the thing that brought that on was uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Look, it's not a problem if I agree with it. Yes. No, <laughs> I, 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 am, I am voting for putting the fetish one in it, yay. It, it has been put in yay. <laughs> it's not a problem if I agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's good for Road to El Dorado. Um. It it is a very good movie with some slight problems with it, but overall, mm-hmm. it's still a very good movie, and I highly recommend that it be watched. Hell yeah, it is uh, very enjoyable. Yeah. So with that, um, now that we're done talking with that, uh, Axe, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I got my uh, Twitch stream, Twitch.tv/AxeImmortal. You can find it in the liner notes. Okay. Uh, Death. Uh, yeah, you can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash deathmaster780. Not Mixer anymore. Yeah, I need to make sure that that's, that's updated. Fixed. Rest in yeah. peace, Mixer. Rip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck me and everyone else who used that website, I guess. No shit. Yeah. With no real warning, too. Yep. I had a month's warning. It's officially shuttering on the 22nd. Yep. Um, Risen. Um, I don't really stream so i don't really have anything to pitch though i do uh join torpo to irritate him on streams so i guess there's that all right uh torpo 
uh, twitch.tv slash typist and at typist on Twitter. Uh, and I would like to plug the gate leading to my ancient Mesoamerican city to save it from the white menace. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so uh, next week, if I remember correctly, yes, we are starting our look at season one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon from 1980s. Uh, which, spoiler, I have never seen before, so that's going to be fun. Good. Awesome. Uh, yes, so we will be watching that, uh, and depending upon how much we like that, uh, we'll determine whether or not we also watch the movie in the set. But nonetheless, uh, that will be next week. Uh, we will be talking specifically about the cartoon. So, uh, hope you tune in for that, and thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 If you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself, please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the Media Delta List tab. If you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ldp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash puzzle at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.